Welcome back to Keeping It Real. I'm your host, Ed Smith, and in today's episode, I was joined by my great friend, Zach Roeder, and we talked about um, his experience in basic training for the Air Force and a lot of things he learned about mental strength. It was a great conversation. I enjoyed catching up with him, and we talked for hours on end, but this is just a little snippet of it. Enjoy. How could I ignore you? Trust me, I adore you. We're swimming through our dreams. Kiss me in the shower for a couple hours Though we're only 16 And sit down beside me, don't call me daddy Cause that's just fucking weird Promise that you'll stay here, you and I can lay here Hold up to you What up boy? What's going on G? What's up brother? Not too much, man. Been chilling. Got a four-day weekend. What about you? Same here. Just chillaxing. Getting used to the city. Yeah, I'm getting used to this place. It's not too bad. Really? How's college so far? It's been crazy, man. It is wild. Like, it's been such an adjustment so fast. Like, it was literally, like, just one day living at home, and then it's like, all right, now figure out Boston and live here. But it's been sick. I know that fucking feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, I bet. Where are you at right now? So right now I am at Shepherd Air Force Base. It is in Buttfuck, Texas, which is Prop <laughs> Falls. It's in the middle of nowhere. Not that I can leave base right now anyways because of COVID. But I don't mind it. It's normally they would uh bus people straight from BMT to here. But they actually flew us on fucking, like, civilian airplanes, which was kind of cool. That's so sick. I got here in, like, two hours from BMT. Is that because of COVID? I think so. I'm not too positive because I, I, don't, I don't really know why they would do that over a bus. Yeah. The spacing's not that much different, but they did. It was cool. Damn, that's sick. You got roommates and shit? Yeah, I got one roommate. He's pretty cool, but he he used to actually teach here. So uh, we had, there's like a program where the Saudi Arabian Air Force comes here and does their training here too. And he used to teach the Saudis how to speak English. So he lives in Wichita Falls. And so they let him go home for the weekend. So I've been just chilling here. Oh, myself. damn. That's crazy, yeah. though. Yeah, he's, he runs into his like students all the time and shit. It's kind of cool. That's an insane program. Yeah, right? <laughs> they got sick ass uniforms too. More really? Yeah, that's wild. That's crazy. But how was basic training? It was um the best way I would put it is it was the the best eight weeks that I would never ever want to fucking do again. Yeah, cause like it's Damn. it's cool. Like not really. It's like. It's a cool experience, I guess, but, like, every day I'd wake up and be like, oh, my fucking God, I want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. <it's> just, <laughs> What's the type of shit they have you doing each day? Like, So, at first, it was really shitty because, like, you don't really know the routine yet. Um, after, like, the second week, they start getting you into, like, a routine. Um, so, for the most part, you wake up. 445 and for the first first couple weeks man 
So you wake up to Reveille, which is that trumpet song. It's like, and like, if I heard that now, I'd probably be like, fuck, like, swear <laughs> to God. But as soon as it finishes, they start like screaming over the intercom. They're like, wake up. Uh, wake up, get dressed, uniform of the day is PT gear, get ready, wipe the shit out your eyes, and let's go. Like, it was so, like, and everyone's just like, oh, fuck. Like, and the worst, crazy. the worst part of that was when you had EC, so you stand by the door with a fucking M4 rifle that doesn't have a clip in it, and um, you just sling it around, and like, when someone comes to a door, say like, the, another MTI came to the door, there's like a list of shit you gotta read and you have to look at their cat card which is like the government id before you can let them in but like even though no one comes in the middle of the night you have to do it 24 hours so like there'll be times like i don't check the schedule to see who's doing it and it'll be two o'clock in the morning and i feel someone fucking waking me up yeah and I wake up and they're like yo you got ec and i'm like son of a whore like, <laughs> now i just lost two hours of sleep and now you finish, so the shifts are two hours long. So when you get to two to fours, bro, you wake up at two, you're there, sit, standing there till four o'clock, and then you can try to sleep for the next 45 hours, but good luck. 45 so, minutes? Yeah, basically, you just woke up at two o'clock in the morning. Damn. Um, but yeah, you wake up usually, I think PT was usually at six or 5.50. So you wake up brush your teeth, shave your face, make beds, which fucking easier said than done. <laughs> so perfect, like ridiculous. Um, yeah, you make beds and then you do dust down details. So listen to this shit. The, the covers that they give you for your beds are dust covers that intentionally leave dust everywhere so that you have to do dust downs every morning and night. It's like, you're, at, at first, you're like, why, why the fuck? Where does all this dust come from? Yeah. And it's literally from the beds that they give you intentionally. Um, it's fucked. So you do dust downs. Basically, you just wipe the walls. You go down, do all that shit. And then details. My detail was fucking the train. So clean the bathroom. And then um, after that, you go to PT, get out of PT, eat breakfast. Breakfast was fucking good, man. Yeah. They did have some pretty good breakfast. And then, um, what usually even happened after breakfast? What's the PT, PT like? Was, PT was fucking retarded. It was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I probably watched what I said. Um, <laughs> it was, dude, it was so fucking stupid. It would be, it was, it was a cycle, strength day, run day, and, um, hit, H-I-I-T. Yeah, like yeah. interval training. Yeah, more like fucking bullshit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, running, the running was like, at first you would run four minutes on, two minutes walk, but then they would just get you to the point where you could just run like 25 minutes straight. But like, I was running so much before, it was nothing. Um, and then strength day, pretty fucking stupid. They'd do like fucking, it'd be like 30 push-ups, 30 crunches, 30 push-ups, 30 crunches, 30... Uh, fucking squat thrusty butt fuck the fucking air those are dumb 30 squats um it was just such stupid fucking workout do you actually feel stronger from it and all that or no, you make you tired? That. no i got fucking weaker and fat that's what fucking dmt made me really yes i got chubbier 
But then again, like, that wasn't the case for everybody. Because I, like, I just, I was actually, like, working out. And yeah, you were hitting the gym pretty hard me. before. And so coming in to that and doing these retarded exercises did not help me. And then, yeah, run day was just running. And then the interval was, like, fucking frog jumps and fucking monster walks. It's pretty dumb. Was it um, there always screaming at you? In PT, not really. I mean, they would scream at the kids who just weren't doing it right. Like, some kids were just literally incapable of working out, which just is fucking mind-boggling to me. <laughs> you would join the military, like, with zero fucking experience in like doing a push-up we only had one kid that got discharged because he couldn't pass pt but like yeah everyone else bullshitted their way by that sucked um do you get like time on like a mile yeah it's a a mile and a half and then you have the minimum for push-ups was 32 the minimum sit-ups was 42 and then it's is there a time limit? Waist circumference, uh, one minute. So by the by the end, my my runtime actually improved. Um, when I my first runtime was ten ten oh seven, and my last for a mile and a half. Like, yeah, and my last runtime was nine forty. Damn. So I was by the end, I was third for my PT in my class. My overall score was in a ninety a ninety eight point. Eight, I want to say. Out of 100? Yeah, there was one kid who scored 100. Damn, that's um, crazy. But, yeah, I, I thought PT was easy as shit. That was the easiest part. The, the hard part of BMT is, is the mental part. Yeah. It really is mentally challenging, especially at first. Because, I mean, I remember the first night, the, the, the morning I went to MAPS, I woke up at 4. Wait, so where Maps, was your training? It, that was in San Antonio, Texas. Uh-huh. And the other thing was that coming from Mass, and now I'm in fucking 110 degree weather. Yeah, yeah. Marching in full uniform. That it was hot at first. Now I'm pretty, pretty acclimated. Adjusted. But um, yeah, like there, there was definitely a lot of fucking yelling at first. And like the first night I got to San Antonio, um, once I actually got to Lackland. I was waiting there for like two hours for everybody else to come in. And there was kids that had been sitting there waiting for like six fucking hours. Um, And then they give you a box nasty, which is like a frozen thawed turkey sandwich, some Oreos and some juice. Um, That was a really gross sandwich. Um, And then you get up to the dorms for the first time. And then that's when it all starts. And my one of like I you have two MTIs. You have a morning and a night MTI. One of them will come in at lunch. Like one of them comes there in the morning, one comes at lunch, and then it switches off each week. So like uh, my MTIs were technical sergeant Mir and technical sergeant Reynolds. And Reynolds was six foot three, was a like a, a bodybuilder, like competed, fucking most terrifying dude I've ever seen in my life. Um, and he was m- very serious. I mean, Mir could get pretty serious too, but he kind of understood at the same time, like, that we're human beings. Yeah. Whereas Reynolds sometimes was just, like, he was fucking brutal. Some of the shit he would say too would crack us up. Like, we, he'd be smoking kids, and you're just standing there trying not to laugh because you know that he'll smoke you too. Yeah. There was this one kid, my boy Jackson, I forget what the fuck he did, but 
he was standing there just looking straight and then Reynolds walks up to him and he's like, what are you looking at, Goofy? And that shit, literally so many people started laughing. He called him Goofy. <laughs> he really was a goofy looking kid. Uh, they, uh, they're like, they're not supposed to swear. So They're not supposed they're, to? They're not supposed to swear. So sometimes we hear them be like, what the crap, trainee? What, what are you doing? But sometimes it would just slip out. Like you can't. Yeah, Sometimes why can't they swear? That's weird. I don't know. I mean, like I said, they still will, but they're not supposed to. Mir definitely swore a lot more. But like I said, towards the end, he was pretty cool. Um, yeah, first couple weeks were really a shock to the system. I remember, like, the second day, I was like, holy fuck. Like, I was like, do I, like, purposely fall down the stairs or something and then let them fucking send me home? Like, <laughs> fuck, dude, this shit sucks. And I remember, like, walking up the stairs with one of my boys, and he was like, bro, we got 53 more days of this. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, I have 53 more days of this. But, like, week by week, it's not even that it gets easier. You just get better. So, like, you get yelled at less, obviously, as you get better. But, yeah. Um, by the second week, kind of started, like, familiarizing ourselves with each other, start working as a team better. You get yelled at a lot less. What's some of the shit you guys had to do to, like, build team bonding? Um, that's the thing. It kind of – a lot of the team bonding happened when the MTIs weren't around. Because, uh, like – That makes on, sense. You know, study time was, like – you get this – actually, I can show you the book. So I have it. This is <laughs> – I fucking colored in the front. This is the BMT study guide. And it's just a 500-page study guide about a bunch of random bullshit. Um, and basically, like, every free minute you have, they have you studying that thing for the world's easiest 100-question test. Um, I don't, not a single kid failed. I got a 95 on it. It was really easy. Um, you do a lot of studying. You do a lot of stupid bullshit. A lot of cleaning. It's just retarded, to be honest. That's the only way I can really describe it. You do a lot of um, you do, what you do a lot of is getting your area squared away. And your area was like your wall locker and your bed, and like in your wall locker, all your clothes had to be in like a certain way. So like for your dress blues, it would be like your coat, your lightweight coat, your long sleeve shirts, your short sleeve shirt, your other short sleeve shirt your two pairs of pants, like, it all had to be a certain way. The book, like, set, there's another book that says how to do that. And, like, on your uniforms, when they give you your uniforms, I swear they purposely leave as many fucking strings hanging out of them as they can because you can't have any strings hanging off. So you'll be sitting there just for hours on end with a, a nail clipper clipping off strings. And it's, like, you wouldn't believe. Like, I would just, like, after, like, an hour of clipping strings, I would just have a pile a string sitting on my Jesus. bed and then when that yeah so then they'll go inspect your area every once in a while and like they would basically like if you had a button undone that would be a demerit if you had uh say your socks have to be rolled a certain way say if you they looked at your socks and you had the green socks for your camos and there was a a white hair from your PT socks, like a hair, like a little piece of cotton came off. Yeah. That would be a demerit. 
Jesus. If, if there was a speck of dust in your side of your drawer, that would be a demerit. Um, but the funny, the thing I never what got. What does a demerit do? So you can get, it's, it's hard to explain. So like you can fail a certain amount of categories, but one demerit in one category is the same, like would be, the, it, it wouldn't give you any more of like a failure than having five demerits in one category. So like, same my underwear could have had shit stains, a pile of throw up, fucking ripped up all this shit, and it would be the same amount of it, that would only fill the underwear category. But say the next time my underwear had a single speck of a black dust on it, it's had a single black hair, that would be the same same thing. So it's uh. like you can fill like three categories. So you spend a shit ton of time getting your area squared away for the most foot just for them to do the inspection and throw your shit fucking everywhere as they're doing it. <laughs> that was that was the worst. Um one of, one of our instructors wrote everywhere and you have to do it all over again. Yeah, everything all over yeah. again. And it has to be folded a certain way. Just just so much little things. The point of that I understand. The point of them doing that is to get you to start having an eye for like little things because the, the attention to detail is very important for like, especially my job, um, being a jet engine tech, if I don't realize that one bolt out of the 200 bolts around the augmenter are loose, that one bolt could lead to engine failure and that could lead to people's lives at stake. So I mean, although directly, fucking hair on my t-shirt does not kill people you know it's yeah it's the overall that part i kind of understood but there's a lot of shit where i was just like what the fuck <laughs> um yeah but you get really close with your boys especially towards the end like sundays are the one day of the week that the mtis don't come that's like their one day off being an mti is a tough fucking job man um and so sundays are their one day off and so you have what's called the dorm chief. You elect your dorm chief, and he's like, I don't know the best way to put this. He's like your leader. He's your leader. So what he says goes. And um, at, we, we had a couple because one person would do something stupid and they'd be like, all right, new dorm chief. I would never be a fucking dorm chief because one person fucks up, the dorm chief gets smoked. They're yeah. like, they'd be like, this is your flight. Like, you're supposed to be watching over them. So I, I would have never done that shit, man. You, if they told me fucking you can either leave or be a dorm chief, I'd be like, not yeah. taking the smoke. How many people are in a dorm? Uh, our flight started with 47, and then we graduated with 42. Why kids um, are dropping? Yeah, the main, the main reason was on, like, the third day, they gave us, like, a survey, and it was, like, asking us, like, do you want to kill yourself? Do you want to kill an MTI? Do you want to hurt somebody in your flight? Like, like literally, I swear to God, those were the questions. And um, obviously, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But I like, I put no, you know, because I'm like this. I just think the one, do you want to hurt your MTI is funny. Yeah, I swear to God, it was like, do you want to hurt your MTIs? Um, and they, I think it was because of that, because <clears throat> they were deemed mentally unfit for the military. So they got honorably discharged damn so some um, people 
do you think they did it because they knew that or because they actually felt that way? No, I think they actually felt that way, to be honest. Yeah. I think they were actually just – because one of the kids, Kanara, man, he was cool as hell, but there was a fucking screw loose there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. One of them I didn't expect, Quentin Nixon. I did not expect him because he was, he was like our PT leader. This kid was fucking ripped. And um, he was a pretty cool kid. I wouldn't have expected him to be little, little nuts. Um, and there was like – Who's the other? That's good that they do that, though. Yeah, yeah. There are some – and they tell you – the thing is, from, like, day one, they tell you that just to fuck with you. They'll be like, yeah, a lot of you guys aren't going to make it. They'll be like, yeah, most of y'all are going to fail. Y'all yeah. – like, they just try to, like, tell you that you're, you fucking suck. <laughs> like, basically. They'll They're literally – They're trying to break like, you down. No, they were getting one. our heads so bad, just intentionally. But, like, we knew, like, we actually had a really good flight, to be honest. We, yeah. like, got our shit done a lot better than the other flights. And the, the, the reason we knew that is because, like, on our, like, fifth week, they were, like, um, some dumb shit happened. And another MTI was in there. And uh, he was, like, man, it's a shame. I would have never thought this would happen to 560. I always tell your MTIs how jealous I am that y'all are not my flight. And then after we were done getting smoked, we're, like, did you guys fucking hear that? He, we're a good flight. Like, swear to God, because he was, he was a hard-ass, that guy. Um, but And then that made you guys stay on your shit? Yeah, I, I think it kind of did. I, I think the coolest part of BMT was Beast Week. It stands for Basic Expeditionary Airman Skills Training. And basically, they bring you to this part of San Antonio by bus and when you get there, it's literally like desert and um, really weird smell to it. I still remember the fucking smell. That place <laughs> smelled like shit. Um, but it's basically to teach you like what a deployment is actually like. And you sleep in these tents. They're air conditioned. They're not bad. But um, you sleep in these tents. Um, you like ours was kind of bullshit because of covid they took a lot of stuff out of it so like we didn't get to do the gas chamber which would have been kind of cool um we didn't do some of like the rock marches it's like hiking basically just with like a fucking hundred pounds in your backpack um but we did do some cool shit the obstacle course was cool got to shoot the m4 yeah the shooting range was sick that was a lot of fun um people say the first time they shoot a gun's like liberating like it's just a whole new i was i walked out of there and i was like yo i'm getting my fucking gun license as soon as i'm out of this bitch that's sick i'm I'm getting my license people say shooting guns is fun it is fun like i'm not even trying to sound like a psychopath right now but like no no no, no. just it was it was sick it was honestly so fun like it was a dead ass fucking the m4 is an m16 with like an adjustable stock that's yeah. like the only difference. Um, it's just like a newer version. You oh, you just spend a lot of time taking apart your gun, and like rebuilding it and cleaning it. Like, All right, you have an hour. Take apart your gun for the next hour, and it literally like by the end of it, I could have my gun fully apart and fully back together in a minute thirty. Damn. So I would do it like three times, and then just sit there and think about things, because <laughs> that's that's what you do, man. They tell you to study. And you read a you read a paragraph, and then you're like, "Man, I wish I could go home and get drunk." Holy shit! <laughs> and like everyone's thinking the same thing. But yeah, Beast was really cool. Um, 
in like that EC duty I was telling you where you're standing at the door with the gun, like that shit sucked. But at at Beast, you're you're doing it, but you're sitting in a chair, first of all, big benefit. Sitting in a chair and you're sitting outside the tent. And I was I volunteered myself for two of the eight to tens because the sunset was fucking incredible. That's like it. nothing I've ever seen. So I would just sit there, just look at the sky, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um the food was good. But come seventh week, you get back from Beast and they say that like when you get back from Beast, like you're shit. Like you forget everything that you learned. Yeah. Just like so they were kind of hard on us when we first got back from Beast, but by then it was like five days until we graduated, so we really didn't give a shit. Which is exactly why you become shitty after Beast. Yeah, sure. yeah. Fuck it, I'm graduating. And I remember when we got off the bus. Reynolds was there, and he did this whole thing where he walked through all of us, and he's like, I'm Technical Sergeant Reynolds. I'm your MTI. Like, like he did on the first day. Yeah. Just to be, like, a dickhead. Just, like, yeah. That was pretty funny. So is there any um, downtimes where you're, like, joking with those guys? Yeah. I mean, sometimes we would get – Sergeant Mir would give us, like, usually a half hour of, like, free time at the end of the day, and then he would just dip early. And that's when we would write letters, read letters, fuck with each other. Um, and then Reynolds, not so much. But especially in, like, the last week. The last week, you don't do anything, dude. You don't do anything. So we were fucking – especially on the Sundays, man. Like, that last Sunday was ridiculous. We had, like – our dorm is set up. So it's, like, a row of beds, a row of beds, a wall, a row of beds, a row of beds. So it was A Bay and B Bay, with just like a six, seven foot wall dividing the two. And um, we would have rap battles, and everyone would like sag their pants and like tie underwear over their head to look like the bandana. Like, and we were having rap battles, and they were crazy. And we were like sitting, we, there was just a line of people sitting on the top of the wall, and then like sitting on the lockers and shit. And like, if a MTI came in, we would have gotten fucked. Yeah. Um, we did that. We um. I heard. What, about, what were the chances of an MTI coming in? On Sundays, it's unlikely. But our uh, our squadron commander would poke by sometimes. But luckily, every time he came by, we were on our shit. And we would also like the ECs looking out the door, be like, "Yo, yo, see Captain Smith. Everyone, stop being retards." And he's like. <laughs> You know, so we, we we got lucky with that. Um, we never really got caught doing anything stupid, but we definitely did some stupid shit. We would um we would take our sock balls and play football with them. Um, we used to do that at the bus stop. But we had to be careful with that because then, like, our MTI told us a story of you, you learned to roll these socks tight, man. Like that's like that was like a flex. <laughs> like I rolled some tight ass socks, and that was a that was a flex. And some kid, our MTI was telling us, he rolled his socks so tight, and they were doing that, and it fucking went through a window and shattered it. Holy yeah. Shit. Yeah, so there was what that. What happened I mean, after that? Uh, that was another flight. So Did he ever tell you what happened? No. Um, he probably, he probably got smoked pretty good for that one. Death, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was this one kid, my boy, my boy Jackson, he knew how to speak uh, Swedish, so he would try to teach me how to speak Swedish. Um, some kids would play chess. 
they make they make chess boards out of the notebooks. Yeah. Play chess. Um, me and a couple of my buddies on our free time, we would just like floss our teeth, like put on like face wash. Like we're like fuck it, we don't have time to take care of ourselves, so we might as well. So we just do it as a group. Um, <laughs> That's good. Nap in the bathroom. We napped in the bathroom a lot. Pretty good at sleeping on the toilet. Um, that's the other thing too, because you get like when you don't have EC, you get like eight and a half hours of sleep, which is like more than I even get here. Yeah. But you're just go 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 all day that you're so tired, especially in class, dude. Like I used to fall asleep every fucking class, and like the, a trick that we learned was you put hand sanitizer under your eyes or you sniff it. <laughs> and you like you look around and you'll just see kids like <sighs> <laughs> that one that's but, uh, wild that was that was a trick that we learned to stay up it was hard though to stay awake yeah what was it different was, like what was changed because of covid um one thing was marching intervals cuz normally when you're marching you're like a foot behind the other person so in our marching formations, it was six-foot distances. I mean, six-foot distances. It wasn't actually, but it was more spaced out. So what was it like in a dorm? Did you guys have to wear masks all the time, or were you testing? Yeah, you have to wear masks everywhere you go. Damn. I mean, in the dorm, we would usually just pull them down. Because um, at that point, it was like, dude, if one of us has COVID, we all fucking have it. So. Yeah, yeah. But um, there was one kid that got the tested positive, but what happened lucky fucking bastard i wish he coughed in my fucking face because they got to him and then the two people around him which is funny because he was two beds away from me so the kid next to me and the kid on the other side of him got to go to pui which is person under investigation and they stayed in a fucking hotel the on-base hotel for two weeks got their fucking phones back um no, they said the only thing that sucked was the food. They barely gave them any food. But they had a TV with fucking Netflix on it, a warm shower that they could spend as much time as they wanted in, and um, they got to come back two weeks later and knew our flight. Like, they didn't get washed back. Damn. Lucky fucking bastards. Um, that was another funny thing, the showers. Because at first, it's like, this is weird. I'm showering with 46 men, <laughs> and you get, like, fucking 15 seconds apiece. But, um... By the end, dude, the showers were fucking hilarious. You hear them, like, singing like this. Like, like when you're marching, they'll, they'll have, like, songs that you sing. They're called Jodies. And we'd be, like, in the shower singing Jodies and shit. And, like, <laughs> they'd be, like, when you're doing PT, there's, like, a way that they call it. They'll be, like, the next exercise is the push-up, the push-up. <laughs> and, like, and so we'd be in the showers, and they'd be, like, the next exercise is the butterfly squat. So like, <laughs> like same funny ass shit like that. Um, I used to like go up to kids taking the showers and when they're not looking, I'd fucking turn the water on freezing cold. Jeez. Um, yeah. And then we had this one kid, Dizon, who used to fucking tie his underwear around his, his head and then put his towel around his neck and just run around the dorm in his flip-flops, butt-ass naked. Um, Naturally. He was, a, he was a weird one. There's a couple fucking weirdos. There was a lot of kids that, like, we all really got along as a flight. But there was just a couple kids, man. I was like, oh, my God. If the, Like, I would really fucking shoot them. 
Um, <laughs> like, yeah. But this kid Atzweiler, man, this fat fuck was so annoying. Kid used to piss me off wicked bad. And um, he was just really obnoxiously annoying. Like, oh, the shit used to come out of his mouth. We used to be like, shut the fuck up, Atzweiler. <laughs> Such a retard. He was like 23. And he was like five foot five, fucking one hundred sixty pounds. I was like, how do you even get through maps? Jesus. Fucking, yeah. How? What was the average age in there? Most. I mean, most of us are pretty young. I'd say the average age was like nineteen. There was my my boy Powell was seventeen. I didn't even know that you could join at seventeen. Damn. Um. He, there was two seventeen year olds, a lot of eighteen year olds, um, and then couples couple in their twenties, and then we had couple in their early 30s actually yeah actually falk was 36 jesus he was wicked cool he was uh he joined for he's the air national guard but he was actually he's a middle school no elementary school science teacher he was a wicked cool guy that's cool yeah you meet some really cool people and then you just meet some fucking dumb asses where you're like i Thought I'd join the smart branch. Fucking apparently not. That's like every part of life. Yeah, exactly. But we were all really cool. Our flight really did get along well. I'm trying to think, like, what the fuck else happened in BMT? A lot of dumb shit. A lot of, like, they would just make us do push-ups for the most retarded shit. You would do fire drills a lot where, like, the MTI would be like, hey, see, look over there. Like, the kids on EC, they'd be like, hey, look over there. Yeah, there's a fire. And then you'd, like, they'd be like, oh, my God. And then you'd, like, run. Like, there wasn't actually a fire, obviously. But, like, or he'd be like, hey, look, there's a bomb right there. And then um, you'd have to run through the fire bomb drills. Basically, everyone just has to shut the fuck up. Can't say a word. Uh, Walk out the dorm, go downstairs, and go to, like, this certain spot on the PT pad. And, like, then you would be graded on how you did as a flight and how the ECs did. And, like, for a while, we would just fuck it up. Either, like, someone would be, like, someone would say something. Like, someone would tell everyone to shut up or something like that, and then he'd hear it. Or, um, you like, if they forgot to say something how they were supposed to say it, he would make us do push-ups. And then I remember the first one that we got right, he got out there, and he's going through it, and he's like, congratulations, you guys passed. He's like, damn, what did he say? He was like, but how about some motivational push-ups, huh? And then we're like, oh, my God. Like, we did it right, and he's still making us do push-ups. That's hilarious. But, yeah. His his line was, get on your face, we're pushing Texas. That Every time. Every time we fucked up, get on your faces, push to Texas. Um, That's so a sick I think, saying. I think on – we have, like, a flight shirt that we got to design at the end of it for, like, all the kids in our flight. And I'm pretty sure, oh, yeah. No, another one of his lines was do your freaking job. And so we have, like, his face. And then it's, like, just says do your freaking job. And on the back, it's, like, all of our names. And for the kids who, like, didn't make it, there's bullet holes through their names. <laughs> <laughs> so does that. But Damn. So- getting, here, getting here was, like, so different, dude. Yeah. Like, Where are you right now? What was that? Where are you right now? It's Wichita Falls, Texas. And what's the place so, though? Like Shepherd Air Force Base. And um you get off the bus from like 
you get out they get they, you get off at a military airport then they bust you to shepherd which it was pretty close and um you get off the bus and then we hopped off and there's just like coolers with uh water and popsicles and we're like are we allowed to eat these <laughs> yeah and they're like yeah they're for you guys and we're like holy fuck okay so i was eating popsicles we're getting all our shit together and then they marched us over to the dorms and it was that shit kind of sucked because you have your big green government issue duffel bag with that thing probably easily had 70 pounds worth of shit and then um then i had two backpacks as well some kids had like two luggage bags so you got fucking this big ass bag on your back and then two luggage bags and you're like marching down the street here to get to your dorm by the end i fucking planked on my bed as soon as i got here but and then and then basically the day we got here we had a briefing they just kind of told us what it's about and um our mtl so in bmt you have mti's military training instructors here you have mtl's military training leaders and um they're so much cooler and um he talked to us and then he's like all right so you guys are gonna have a tour tomorrow morning at noon i'm like okay so all right go enjoy the rest of your day i'm like what you guys didn't expect any of this yeah they're like yeah he's like yeah go do whatever the fuck you want go shop go do whatever the fuck you want and then the next day we did our tour it ended at like one and they were like all right because you get here on thursday what did you do in the morning before 12 uh you just like sleep in i think i think i just went and got breakfast and then um we went to the tour we walked around for like an hour and then they're like all right you have the rest of the weekend yourself i'm like that's fire. What? Yeah, so... And you got your phones back and everything? Yeah, I mean, when we got on the bus to go to the airport, um, we were like, the bus driver, one of the kids was like, sir, uh, are we allowed to use our phones? And the bus driver turns around and says, I don't give a fuck what you do. <laughs> like, all right, cool. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, but, yeah, getting here was very nice. And people bitch and moan that there's not shit to do here, but it really is, like, what you make of it. Like, I mean, I go to class. I'm lucky. I'm on swing shifts. So I go to class from 1600 to usually midnight. So four o'clock to midnight basically is when I have class. And then from six to eight, you get a two hour lunch break. It's not always two hours, but you get a two hour lunch break. Um, So before that, I mean, I have until four o'clock to do whatever I want. So I usually go, I usually wake up like 930 go to the gym, then what do I even do after? Get lunch, go to the post office if I bought any shit on Amazon. So I buy a lot of shit on Amazon. And then um, then I'll just come back, usually take a nap, and then go to class. And um, sick. class is pretty cool. Yeah, what's class Start- like? At first, it, uh, a lot of PowerPoints, just like taking notes on PowerPoints. And then at the end of each, like, powerpoint you get what's called the pc progress check um and it's just like little like five to seven question usually like little quiz that you take and um even if you fail it you just retry it and it's the same questions um but then after like however many pcs are in the block we have seven blocks however many pcs are in the block and you have the block test which is like 25 question test on everything that you learned in that block um 
I don't think I got one question wrong on the last one. And then most of them aren't even written tests. It's like tests that you perform on the engine. Like, That's pretty like cool. our, you have to do this and you can only have two instructor assists. So like you can only ask like two questions or ask for help with two things. So that's how most of the blocks are. But this block is going to be a little bit of both. And then the next block is a written test. And then after that, all the rest of them are hands-on block tests. So. How you doing? Really good. I mean, I, I don't think they're that hard. Like, they tell you, like, you're supposed to study for two hours a day. And it's like, I'll study when I need to. But, like, I pass all my PCs. I like I said, I got a 96 on the one block test that I've had to take. Um, I mean, if I need to study, I surely will. But right now, yeah. it's, I don't think it's that hard. And I think that, like, my mechanical background kind of helps with that because I know some kids aren't having the easiest time with it. Yeah. But I don't think it's that hard. Um, You've always been a pretty hands-on kid, too. Like, you yeah, just not touch it and someone would show it to you. It, exactly. And – having a pretty good understanding like i know this sounds funny but like having a pretty good understanding about how a car engine works although it's pretty drastically different yeah, than yeah. a fucking jet engine a lot of like the terms and how to do stuff does help um I, i'm kind of happy that i do have that background because i can understand why this would be harder not knowing a lot yeah. of that but it's not bad. My instructor is fucking awesome. He is That's hilarious. Um, yeah, he's wicked funny. He was stationed in Korea for a little bit, and he said that his drinking habits in Korea were fucking unspeakable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess he had a pretty good time there. And then he uses these things too, man. He'll, oh, he'll be boy. like in class, and he'll pop one in his lip, and then he'll like he'll be talking for a little bit. He'll, like, go to the trash can, spit it out, and then as he's, like, walking back to his stand, take another out and put it back in. Like, yeah. My dad said like, that when he went to the military. Like, everybody just hops on the neck. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Uh, it happens. Uh, one thing about this place, though, is we're a dry base. We're a dry base. So, you can't have booze. We weren't originally, but then COVID happened, and they still allowed you to drink, but you you're not allowed to have booze in your dorm, especially if you're underage. Um, so kids were going to the liquor store, buying booze, and then drinking them on the way back to their dorms. And I guess there was just kids, like, passing out in the middle of the fucking streets. And there was one kid who was pissing in a bush and then turned around, and there was a colonel, like, right behind him that literally just saw him pissing in a bush. And after that happened, a colonel is an officer. Yeah, yeah. Six. Um, and, like, that means that they're kind of big shit. And so after that happened, they were like, all right, no more booze. But kids will literally just go to the liquor store in their civilian clothes and buy booze. So it's still, like, everywhere. But every month, I haven't had one since I got here, but they do health and wellness checks where they, like, basically go through all your shit. Um, 
and you have like this i have this one like wall locker thing it's like a closet thing that you're just supposed to lock and then for the health and wellness check you unlock it and they'll go through it so that's their way to prevent it from happening but there's obviously loopholes everyone does it yeah, so, yeah. not that i do if my recruiter or commander is watching uh, you know i don't i don't <laughs> but um yeah and 18 is pretty easy. There is more fucking kids that sell puff bars on this base. That's wild. Believe, dude. It's crazy. There's like, there's a, there's a discord for our whole building. And um, then there's a separate discord called like, who's buying. And it's literally just like kids that are like, I got all these flavors. Let me know 15 a pop. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Damn. That's sick that I saw you uh, have, like, a skate park there. Yeah, I love the fucking skate park. I try to go there a lot in my free time. That's I got, awesome. I got my board. I got my scoot, depending on how I'm feeling. That's and, great. Uh, you all cool, especially, that shit. Yeah, especially at night. You see a lot of kids there. It was cool yesterday. There was a bunch of kids there. Um, you guys got, like, ball courts? Yeah, there's a shit ton of ball courts. There's an indoor ball court. There's two gyms. There's a tennis court. The gym's nice. Yeah, the gym's pretty nice. It's it's a lot like Crunch. That's sick. Um, there's there's a one mile track. There's a one sixth mile track. There's a couple volleyball courts. Um, there's I think there's plenty of shit to do. There's this place called the SRC, where like on Sundays they have like religious services, but like in another room they have like a bunch of ping pong tables and a bunch of like there's a golf simulator. Like, they have a bunch of golf clubs and this thing set up, and that thing's kind of cool. They'll play movies on a screen. They got, you know, um, they, have a, they have a room with, like, pianos and guitars for people who like music. That's awesome. Um, what else is there here? So I mean, it's definitely way, like, it's just a relaxed situation. You're just, like, it's, it's all it's it's honestly, like school. It's, it is like school. That's the best way to put it. It's like school, just with a couple more rules. But, I mean... Don't do anything stupid and you're fine, yeah. really. There's um literally like right across the street from my dorm, there's a mini BX. It's like it's basically like a little convenience store with a little more shit. And then um in the other side there's like a Popeyes, a Taco Bell, a GameStop, a a pizza place, another chicken place, a Starbucks. How long have you been there? Since since the seventh of last month no since the eighth of last month so it's been like just about a month um and then the big bx is like basically a walmart um and then there's like a pizza hut and a charlie's philly cheesesteak in there um and then there's also the commissary which is just a grocery store but everything is so i mean not everything but like a lot of shit is wicked cheap and everything on base is tax-free so that's crazy like Bangs back home are like what three twenty? Uh, I don't know the price of a bang. <laughs> I think they're like three twenty, and at the commissary here they're a dollar fifty. So That's wild. Like price. And then like there's a lot of fucking energy drinks everywhere. Um, there's like vending machines that are just purely for energy drinks. Like, That's wild. You guys are um, all cracked. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so you know, I load up on my bangs. A twelve pack of Coke is two dollars and fifty cents um so that's pretty helpful i mean you get 
your meals are free. I mean, they're not technically free. Like, you get paid. In, in your paycheck, it'll show, like, that they pay you for food, but then they subtract what they paid you for food because you eat at the at the dining facility. Yeah. Do you have, like, uh, meal swipes? Yeah. It's, it's not – actually, no. They just scan the back of your your ID. And so, like, you can go in there as many times as you want per day. You can go back for seconds. Like, it's just that they scan it. I don't really know why they scan it. I think it's so they can keep inventory of what they're, like, buying yeah. and shit. But when you get, like, off-base housing, they just pay – instead of, like, subtracting what they paid you, they let you, you keep that because that's your, your money for food. Uh-huh. Um, the food's really good. That's good. I think. Yeah. How's working out going? It's going good. I find it hard to eat enough. Yeah. Trying to get that like 4,000 calories in is fucking tough, man. I eat until I'm like, I've eaten until I feel like I'm going to puke. Really? And, uh, yeah, dude. And I still feel like I need to be eating more. It's, You're trying to bulk right now? Yeah. And especially. Like, after drinking my mass gainer and then going to eat lunch, I come back and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> haven't puked. Haven't puked, but. I'm yeah. in the same boat. I'm trying to. Dude, the thing with me is I'm trying to bulk right now, too. And I can eat for days, but everything is so fucking expensive here. I, like, oh. I can't get enough to eat. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm just I mean, eating, I, like, hella peanut butter bread. <laughs> I, I'd be. My girlfriend hooked it up, sent me the, the jar of Jif, hey. sent me a bunch of shit. My snack drawer is popping. I'm telling you, I got the illest snack drawer in this whole dorm. <laughs> but Have you seen her since you left basic? Not since I left basic. Um, normally, um, you would have your friends and family come to your graduation, um, but obviously, it's not a thing right now. So, you're... Basically, your first chance to see your family back home is when you graduate tech school. So when does that go to? I graduate my classes on November seventeenth. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I uh, I get to come home probably a couple weeks after that. Uh, I don't know if I told you, but I got my assignment. So from here, I'll be going to Lakenheath Air Force Base in the UK. That's so, wild. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I got pretty lucky with that one. And a lot of my buddies are going there too. So I'll be in England. It's about two hours from London. Um, I guess it's a pretty cool scene. Um, drinking age is 18. So <laughs> that's, that's a plus. But, that's crazy. Damn. Yeah. Really out here. Yeah, I'm out here as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. So, you, like, what does your job entail other than just working on the engine and stuff? Just engine. Yeah? Yeah. So, my job is aerospace propulsion. The actual... You got to take, like, a physics class? Or, what was that? You got to take, like, a physics class? Um, They kind of cover, like, the first block that we did was, like, basically physics. Like... They cover everything you need to know in the blocks, and they just kind of work you up. Um, and, yeah, there was, there was a lot of physics at first, but it was, like, all shit that I remember from seventh grade. 
fucking <laughs> laws of motion and shit. Um, but yeah, so the actual Air Force specialty code is two alpha three X one, um, and the the name is aerospace propulsion, but it literally is jet engine mechanic, and I'm D shred, which is the F one hundred dash P two twenty engine. And so that engine is used in F-15s, F-16s. And then I can also work on F-22s and F-35s, although those engines are slightly different. So we're not trained in tech school how to work on those engines, but certain bases you'll get to that have those planes, you'll learn to work on them there because they're the same thing, but they're actually easier to work on. But my base will have F-15s. Damn, that's dope. The F-16 is like, a slightly smaller version of the F-15. The F-15 has two engines and the 16 has one. So the 15 is more powerful, but the 16 can outhandle. You ever going to be so, flying in them? Like not flying it, but passenger? Yeah, so I forget what my instructor was telling me it's called, but there's like a thing where like the pilots will bring the mechanics up sometimes just to go for a little little ride. That's dope. And yeah, that'd be pretty fucking cool. I guess a lot of the times you piss yourself the first time. It's just like it's just like the human reaction. But yeah, it would be pretty cool. It would be really cool. Those things are fast as fuck, man. Damn, that's sick. Yeah. That is pretty cool. I was gonna say, I had a question. Fuck, I forget. That's crazy though. He really really oh how many so how many years are you gonna be at that base? I think your first duty station is typically three years. So I can technically when my three years is up, if I'm like, yeah, I fucking like this place, I can like put in to be like to stay there. Yeah. But usually your first duty station is three years unless you like choose to stay and you don't always have that say, like if the Air Force needs you somewhere else, then well, you're packing up your shit and going somewhere else. But um, three years. And I'm in for six, so. So how long, does that include, like, all the basics and stuff like that? Yes, that six years is starting from the first day of basic. What was that so, day? June 16th. June so, 16th, uh, 2020. So June 16th, 2026. Wow, that's Unless I choose to stay in longer. But the thing is, my job pays very, very well outside of the Air Force. Like, yeah. working for an uh, airline being a jet engine tech you make fucking three times what you would in here Mm -hmm. and the other thing is like here i can get my license it's an amp license to go and work on civilian planes and as a civilian it would cost you twenty five thousand dollars at least to get that certification um my and that's not even having the background experience yeah it it looks pretty good on a resume like I, i did this for six years in the air force um so and it know. is good like it's not just a resume like you do have that experience you know yeah exactly so that would be cool to do when i get out and i mean a have the freedom of not being in the military and you know b make more money but there also is a lot of benefits to staying in yeah you're getting um, that is it's so. free schooling it's free schooling it's free housing it's free food, yeah free utilities so it, it is it does have you're definitely doing it the bonds. smartest way in terms yeah. of money yeah exactly that's dope kind of. even right now i mean i'm an e1 until i graduate here since i signed a six year 
I'll get E3 out of tech school. And so it'll be like a $400 bump in my paycheck. And like, I'm not even complaining with what I'm making now. Like I'm saving up money and, you know, I can still go to fucking Popeye's if I want. And yeah, yeah. Buy shit if I want, you know, like I buy shit when I want to. So it works out pretty well. I can't complain. Are you and your boys all do the same thing? Um, I mean, what am I, uh, like, my boys from BMT or, like... Well, you boys, said some of your boys are going to the UK with you. Oh, yeah. So, those, like, those are, like, kids in my in my class. So, there's been, like, three kids in my class that got assigned to the same base. One kid is going to Kadena in Japan, which is also pretty sick. And then um, I think a lot of the other kids in my class, yeah, my class is, like, nine or ten people. And a lot of the other kids are, um, like, National Guard or Reserves, Air National Guard or Reserves. So, fucking weekend warriors, you know how that goes. But, but yeah, they get to go home. Uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's sick. But the other thing is that this is, like, my full-time job. And that's just, yeah, like, their that's side like thing. Yeah, that's, like, their side thing. Yeah. It's, like, to me, like, if you feel... Like, so many people just are like, I can't do this. And it's like, then why can't you do it? Have you tried? Yeah. Like, what's what's stopping you from doing it? What is what is telling you that you can't do this? And it's it, I, I talk to so many people, like, just back home. And it's like, if you want to fucking do something, then do it. Yeah. Just do it. And I hate when people are like, like, I hate when people see someone do something and they're like, oh, I wish I could do that. I'm like, what's different about them, bro? Like, there's still a human being on this earth. Exactly. Like, anything, anything is possible. The and way I look at it is like, if they can do it, then why can't I? 100%. I'm like, it, that's such a good way to put it. Like, we're all human beings. They're he not built different. Just as capable as I am. There's nothing stopping me but my own mind. Like, there, there, was a, there was a quote in that book, and it was like, the, only, the, the hardest barriers to get over are the ones you put up yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. It's like... Think about it. They're the only barriers. They're the only barriers. Nothing is stopping you from anything besides yourself. It's, you you got you to gotta be able to look past that. You got to be able to just push through it. It's just... Yeah, so, 100%. So much, People so set the things. bar so low, too. Like, some of my friends, they're always like, yeah, like, maybe I'll do that down the line, but I probably can't. Like, just little things. And it's just it's just almost like if you start speaking to yourself like that, like, then it's not going to happen. Like, manif- exactly. I, I 100% believe in manifestation. And it's just the concept of, like, if you keep telling yourself, your brain, that, like, something's going to happen, like, so- what you want is going to happen, your body follows that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're absolutely. Ba- and it's so possible to do anything if you like obviously i say manifesting and it's not like oh i say it and it will come like you gotta grind too you know what i'm saying like while you're grinding if you keep telling yourself like trust in the process you're gonna like that end goal is there it is a hundred percent tangible like there's nothing that can stop you yeah i couldn't agree more and you know like reward comes with hard work you can't just expect things to be handed to you no one is gonna give you anything like you gotta you gotta learn to rely on yourself for things that you want 
Yeah. Nothing nothing is gonna happen. You're not gonna get handed things on a golden platter. Yeah. Like you need the self discipline to go and do the shitty things to get the good things that you want. Things don't just happen. And like you said with people doing it themselves, like people don't know how to be with themselves either. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, I can't be with myself because then I get in my head, like I need to distract myself. It's like who are you waking up with every day? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's there every day of your life? Just you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't got someone there every day. And that's probably what you learned in boot camp, bro. Like, there's some days you got to sit there for hours alone by yourself and, like, just be a best friend with yourself, you know? Like, I think that that was one of my biggest takeaways from boot camp is to learn how to rely on nobody but myself. Like, there, there really is no one else at the end of the day that's going to be there for you, like – you can be there for you. Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta learn to be your own best friend. Like as fucking weird as that sounds. It's like, not bro. Like you gotta be your biggest motivator. You gotta be your biggest friend. Like it makes sense. I agree. That's yeah. awesome. Like those, and like, I just watched, dude, I'm in this weird phase, not weird, but like, I just wake up and I, I'm already fired up every morning. Cause like, I just love starting days off. Right. But I just, after I do like my morning, like workouts and stuff like that, I'll just watch like a motivational speaker or something. Like I'll just watch someone say yeah, something. Hell yeah. And, um, I was watching like a commander of the Navy SEALs at a graduation speaking. And he was just talking, he broke down like, you know how you were talking about all those little tasks, like how they're fucking annoying. He was explaining how each one like resembled a, and like it was an analogy for life basically. Like he's like, every morning we wake up and make our bed because he's like, when you do that first task, it's just momentum. Like that's already task one number done. Let's start the next one. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, I don't know. I just like, I would really love to, uh, I don't believe in war. I don't believe in all that shit, but like, I would really love to join the military and stuff like that just for like the mental aspect of things, just to push myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I certainly didn't join to go out fucking shooting people. Like <laughs> I would have joined the Marines if I wanted to do that. But it, I, I think I, it, it's, it's weird to say, but I think it really did teach me a lot going through that especially in terms of like appreciating the little things that I do have in life like every day you wake up well I got fucking both my hands I got both my legs both my feet I can go out for a walk I love fucking going out and just walking when the sun's setting I can go out and skateboard I can there's just like I, I'm waking up and I am I am alive still like I'm here yeah. that is already one thing to be thankful for because a lot of people don't have that same fucking privilege and it's just there's always something to be thankful for there's always some good that comes out of a bad situation it's just how you look at it it is completely perspective 100% and it's tough like people it's crazy because people say when you have more options that's when you have more confusion and like you're when you have the simplest form of things and have like like that's why you see like third world countries bro the happiest kids because they find that one like pool noodle to play with and they'll like that will be the funnest thing of their lives but then we have yeah ipads xbox this is what a kid in my last podcast was talking about quinn and he was saying like we have all this shit and it's just like when you have all these options and you feel like you deserve all that, like you just feel like you're going to get more and more and more and you just lose touch with like the basic shit like that. Like the fact that you're just, a yeah. human, you know, 
And then, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it is tough. There's different situations in different degrees of it all, but I really do think like any mental illness, any like depression, all that, like you can do it yourself. You can use meditation. You can use discipline and like get yourself out of it. Like I understand there's definitely different degrees of pain and like I'm not one to talk because I've never been through like a super painful situation, but like doing what I do and like what I do is because I've seen those stories of people like fixing their whole entire lives with just the little things, you know? Yeah. And on top of that, you see there's, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who really have been put into shitty situations and at the same time i feel like i don't know how to exactly put this but there's almost like there's like something just surrounding like people wanting to say that they have like mental illnesses like do you get what i'm saying yeah people like almost bragging about Mm. being depressed I've, it's what I've noticed in people on this podcast is the ones who actually do have the mental illnesses and stuff like that feel like they're attention seeking and then don't talk about it. Like I had a friend Josie on who had depression for a long time and went on addressed because she was like, I'm just looking for attention. Like I have a perfect life. Why do I have it? And she actually has like a chemical imbalance in her brain that made her depressed. Yes, exactly. but, then, but then there are some people who just use that word incorrectly exactly being sad is the same as being depressed being depressed is like you said it is something physically in your brain that is different from a normal brain Mm -hmm. it's not just well my boyfriend broke up with me my girlfriend broke up with me i fucking this happened that happened like i'm depressed it's like no you're you're just sad Mm -hmm. and you can get over that i mean People, people will seek for attention. 100%. Yes. Yes. It's I, and it's tough. Like I've been there, bro. Like you, you. It's it seems like an easy way out, but that attention's never fulfilling. You know what I'm saying? And that's when people get caught in it is when they keep looking for that attention, like over and yeah. over and over again. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's not. It's not like I don't know. It's not cool to be fucking depressed. It's not cool to fucking crazy like i don't i don't understand that whole thing yeah it's tough it's because it's a big social media thing to me seeing people like i don't know i get it like with the spams and stuff uh back in the day in like sophomore year i would see a lot of girls just posting all their problems and i would always just be like like who's supposed to fix this you know what i'm saying like who you what are you reaching out for you know and like i get like you could go to you could go to your friends for help like they're 100 in life you need to ask for help but like what is broadcasting your issues to people like who aren't gonna help you doing you know what i'm saying exactly that's it if you if you feel as though you have a problem then find the motivation in yourself to fix that problem and, but you do like i consume you 100% like ask for help too but ask the yeah, people that's, like, that's what I mean ask like, for help you know what I'm saying don't post the problem like seeking yeah. for someone to reach out you know it, it's you, just it's a, a sticky situation to somebody there's therapists that your health insurance will probably pay for there's there's go to the doctor tell them that you have this problem maybe they can 
put you on a medicine that will help yeah. balance out chemicals. And, yeah. You know, like the problem with medicines and the people I've talked to is there's no plan to get off of them. And that's not a life to live. And like, I have a friend, I have a friend, uh, Trevor Nutt, who he was born with, or not born, but like growing up, he had a lot of social anxiety problems. And he said his childhood didn't suck, but he's like, it was hard because my parents were like, we're not medicating him. He's going to like go through life and like deal with this and become like, not become normal because it's. I under, like he's he's gonna figure this out and he yeah. said he said he's so happy he's done that because he's become such a like a creative individual who wants to be a comedian and loves life but yeah. he said he sees kids who like has that creativity sucked out of them with pills and stuff like that you know and like has, I had a buddy with ADHD and when he he was a completely completely different person when he took his medicine for it yeah, it makes him tired. It makes him sleepy and not used to say he was like a robot. Yes, bro. Everybody says that. They're like, I feel like, and Trevor was talking about this, and it sounds like a tough statement, but he thinks, pe- like, I think he said, I don't want people to take this the wrong way because Trevor means this with the best intent possible. He said, like, he feels like giving your kids those pills is lazy parenting. Cause like, it's almost being like here, like these pills will fix my son and I could just push him through college where, or push him through school and like the system. But he was like, my parents like took the time to work with me and set me through those programs. And then, and he's like, and I can more than thankful for that because I've kept my personality, you know? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. He's got a crazy, he's been on, he, he got into that a little bit, but I don't know. He was talking about some other stuff too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's what it's been all about lately, man. Like just trying to bring these stories to light and like show people you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Cause like a lot of people are stuck on those pills and like it's, and I get it. You like with Josie, she needs them. She doesn't need them. I would never want to say anyone needs them, but she uses them to fix that chemical imbalance and hopefully get off of them. But every person I ask who's on them, like they don't explain a plan to get off of them, you know? And it's like, that would scare the shit out of me to be relying on anything, you know? Yeah. But it, 100%. Power, the power of meditation and breath work and all that, bro. Like it's wild. Like people just forgot how to breathe. People forgot how to breathe. People just forgot how to breathe. It's crazy. Like my life has changed from just focusing on my breath. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's huge. But uh, that's what I, that's what I'm, that's what it, this is, this is where that came about, you know? Yeah, 100%. And, like, yeah, I do – I'm a little bit more spiritual now, and I have, like, a spiritual podcast and stuff like that. And, like, that's fun to me, and, like, that's my life. And I'm not pushing that on people, but, like, my main purpose is just to help people feel better. You know, like, it's – like, the spirituality just came with it, and that's my thing. And, like, pe- people can pick from it what they want. That's what I do with other people's spirituality. But, like, some people are almost like, uh, I don't, like, believe in that stuff, so, I, like, I'm not going to listen and stuff like that. But it – I'm just kind of the main point is sharing these stories of like differences in like pain and that we all have it, you know, and like that we all need to learn how to deal with it. You, um, what, what exactly do you practice? Is there like a name for it or do you just kind of do your own thing? Um, you ever heard of chakras? I've heard of them. Yeah. And like your third eye. Yeah. I, I do a lot of that. I practice like cleansing my chakras and keeping them, keeping the energy flowing through me. Um, I practice a lot of Buddhism in terms of like meditation, being content with the moment, living in the moment, um, catching and releasing thoughts, like being attached, 
detaching myself from my body and mind. Like in my life, I've become the observer of emotions and thoughts and I haven't attached to them because that's when people start to get like become thinkers and stressed out and like lose touch with the moment and lose touch of being grateful with things. Yeah. Um, I believe in like reincarnation. I believe in archangels like these, these angels. I believe there's many spirits guiding us through this mortal life and stuff like that. I believe in my higher self. Like I believe that there's fate in the world. Like, yes, there's free will, but everything does happen for a reason, you know? Yeah, I like that a lot. That's pretty cool. I just like putting putting pieces that I believe in all together to make like it's just over time I've come across new things and like that spiritual aspect's always a part of it. But it's weird how it like intertwines. Like right now I'm super into my dreams. Like I've been writing down my dreams every night. Um I set an intent before I go to bed to have a dream on something. Um I'm really trying to lucid dream because that's a big thing with spirituality and like um I have a book on like psychics and dreaming and like what it means and all that. And it's really, it's just interesting to me. And like, it just makes me feel like I understand, like my understanding of everything increases when I try to have these basics, you know, like it just, I don't know. It just kind of came with it over time. And like a big thing for me is I just want to be like a master of my, like my breath work and my meditation and like just feeling good, you know? And like, my big spiritual thing now has been dreams and that isn't even really seen as spiritual, I guess, but like, that's just what it's been, you know, but when I was, uh, when I was in BMT on Sundays is like the day that you can go to like your religious services. Yeah. And I remember like the first Sunday was coming up. I'm like, fuck. Well, I kind of want to get out of two hours of this shit. Um, I don't really know what to do. So then my boy was like, want to go to the Buddha service with me? And I was like, man, that sounds cool. And I went, and then, like, literally every weekend in BMT, I just started going to the Buddha service. That's and I was like, I've, I was like, I've never really, like, I've, I've always not been a religious person or never, never, you know, but, like, I was like, I can kind of, I, I, I can kind of, I like how it's it's more about, yourself it's principles how, like, it's not worship so yeah. you worship like, yourself the whole, like the, the the meaning of what they chant is i i devote my life to the music the beautiful law of cause and effect and i you know like i like that like you you do this there will be an outcome whether that mm-hmm. outcome is positive negative you decide what happens in your life like it's i don't know i thought it that's was so sick so I started doing that. My roommate actually is Buddhist and he has this cool drum thing and this cool meditation seat thing that he has. That's so sick. Yeah. Damn. That's, and that's a big thing in like, um, Buddhists don't believe in the idea of good or bad. Like they just say everything's different and like everything is the way it is, you know? And like, that's what I've really loved is like when people bring to me a situation where they're like, Oh, this is bad. Like, when you just think of things as different, you can flip it immediately to make it seem positive. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, and like when you, when you just look at things negatively, you're weighing yourself down for no reason. I remember at first, when I first got my assignment to England, I was like, fuck, I'm going overseas. So that means that I'm going to be here for a little bit longer. But then one of my, uh, one of my buddies was like, I guess that just means you're going to get paid more to do nothing. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's a pretty fucking good way to look at it. That's it. And so you're you're right. You know, like it's just and once it's dude, all about how you 
once you look at one thing like that, like everything seems like that. Like I'm telling you, yeah. I, I only see good sides of things. Cause it's like, why even dwell on, like why even like give that <laughs> negative side the time of day, you know? Yeah. I couldn't agree with that more. Like people are always like, Oh, this college year is like not the same. You don't get to party and drink your lives away. And I'm like, dude, this is sick. Like I get to focus on my podcast. I can have like people who want to hang out one-on-one instead of going to like, drink and stuff like that like i dude this is like sure the best huh oh, there you are. this is like this like I the best thing that could have happened like that. you know what i'm saying yeah like I, i'm I so excited way. with this everyone's butthurt that they can't go off base and do all this shit and it's like well time to study you got more time to focus on yourself gym time uh, Another thing, like you said, like you can't go out to bars every weekend and drink yourself away. Like saving there money, is good that comes out of every situation. Yes, saving money was like the biggest thing. You can't go blow all your fucking money every weekend at the strip club. You can't go <laughs> spend all your money at fucking Chinese food restaurants. Like it's it's true. It's really true. There's always there's always good out of every situation. Our generation has become so appreciative of the little things too. I've noticed like. The people I'm having on this podcast are different people I used to hang out with in school. Like they are so mature. They like, they love everything for as it is because not like we've been taken away from everything, but we lost those little things. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a senior Babe Ruth baseball game that I went to. I went to like the rest of the season, but the first one I went to, like no one even cared about the score. Like no one was, getting mad at umps like no one was getting mad at other parents like everybody was just happy to be there and it was just nice because that's how shit's starting to be and yeah like, that's what i'm getting a little I, I don't know i just hope we don't lose that when we start reopening and stuff you know yeah i, I think yeah. i honestly think things are gonna get worse this winter in terms of like craziness like i don't know something something weird's gonna happen like it's just gonna get weirder like aliens or some shit <laughs> Maybe. Have you seen the memes about like the the Jumanji shit? No. Oh my god! It was like congratulations, you made it through the fucking sixth round of Jumanji. Now you're <laughs> up to the seventh. Wait to see what awaits. You. Like, shit like that, like, that dude. That movie dead. scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Damn. But yeah, it really is true. It's been it's been a wacky one. It's been a wacky yeah. one. Yeah. It's been awesome though, bro. Cause like we, I don't know. I hope we even get. To, I hope it gets to the point where we just have to fucking. We're all fend for ourselves and live off the land, and it's just back to square one. <laughs> that's, that what I, that's what I think the world needs. Just get absolutely fucked by some aliens, and then like a tsunami, and then I don't know, and then everybody's like, "Oh, we just gotta live again," but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> You can only imagine what's, what the next fucking event's going to be. Lizard people. Lizard people. Oh, shit. Nah, I don't know. Is, uh, is My that, friend Zach. Name? Who, the fucking the guy who runs Facebook. What's his name? Uh, Jeff. No. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. I think he's the leader. From what really? I understand. Yeah. From what I understand, seeing the memes, he's he's a lizard person. Uh, yeah, I think he's a lizard person. I think Hillary Clinton's a lizard person. I think Biden's a little lizard person. I, I, I think, think they're all lizard people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Actually, Makes not. Sense. The thing is, we don't know who the lizard people are. Like, they're the ones with their hands up Hillary Clinton's asshole, using her as a puppet. You know? Like, the people who actually run shit, we do not. We have never seen. That is true. You ever? You know Alex Jones? I don't think so. Are you into conspiracy theories at all? Yeah. Nah, I'm not. We won't get into it. <laughs> I, I think they're interesting. But I, to me, it's like, man, these people got too much free time on their hands. Oh, yeah, some of them for sure. Dude, conspiracy theories get wrapped up in, like, the thing is you cannot stereotype any group, and I agree with conspiracy theories on that too because, like, there's some conspiracy theorists who are onto some shit, you know? Like, the Epstein thing, people were on that a lot earlier, and now it's a fucking Netflix documentary. Like, that's the craziest shit ever, you know? Yeah. But – yeah, there's some twisted shit going on. I mean, you know, one that I can get behind, I do think Carol Baskins is a murderous bitch. Yeah. Conspiracy theory, you know. I think she killed her fuck. I think she fed her husband to fucking tigers. Yeah. I can get behind that one. That shit was wild. That's, that shit was, like, <laughs> I don't even know. It's just crazy that there's human beings like that. I know. I mean, she's she's pretty smart for that one. I wouldn't have fucking thought of that. <laughs> Put him in a meat grinder. And <laughs> yeah, the tigers. Yeah, I heard. I don't know if this was just a meme, but like that case got like reopened because of the documentary. Yeah, it did. Well, nothing's but happened. But she was also on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. She's cracked. She's scary to look at. She just gives me bad vibes. I think Dude. he gives me weirder vibes. Who? Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Carol Baskin, what freaked me out was the family talking about her, just being like, she fucking killed him. Like, there's no way she didn't kill him. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That shit's sketchball. And in their wedding photos when they had that man's on a fucking leash. Oh, my God. I that know. That hilarious. <laughs> Crazy fucking people. But, uh, damn. Uh, I'm going to wrap up the recording part of this, but thanks for sharing your story and shit. Like, that's dope. Yeah, no worries, man. That is wild. For Word. sure. Oh, uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to a podcast, but I have the, like, like the person who's on pick the intro song. Oh, really? You got a favorite intro or, like... Okay, okay. Um, fuck. Or something that likes your story. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> This might take a minute, but I'll think. Here, we can end it, and then you can give it to me later. Yeah, I'll word. Peace out. I must let you go. Let you go. Baby, now it's best here to lay me down and rest here. Let's dream of corduroy. Work for what you love to do, and I will watch right over you. With your heart I'll never toy And you're the other half of me Dream and sleep and laugh with me Save me from myself See I'm a fucking basket case Until I'm able to see your face You saved me from myself